Blog Talk Radio. Hello everybody, welcome to Total Lacrosse with Johnny Vegas on the Entertainment Broadcast Network. My guest today is Chris Spangler, he will be calling in shortly. Chris is the strength and conditioning coach of the Denver Outlaws, and so we'll be talking to him about the Outlaws' current season, and we'll be talking to him about his career as a lacrosse coach, and so that's going to be happening in a few minutes. Uh, Chris will be calling in, so make sure you guys, if you guys want to ask Chris a question, or ask me a question or make a comment, you guys can call in later in the show. The number is 646-787-8080. So right now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. everybody Chris Banger is live on the air how you doing Chris doing great how are you doing good yeah thanks for calling in how's your uh, day going so far 
Great. So I'm calling in a little late. I just got through uh, training some of the outlaws. Uh, we just got through with our morning session after the weekend. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. So the outlaws, uh, the season's going pretty good. Uh, you guys yeah, are it's going great. right now. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that, how the season started out for you guys. Uh, it's been fun. It's my first season training with the Outlaws officially. I've been doing some workouts with the guys over the past couple of years. Uh, Roger Ferguson, Matt Bocklet, Jeremy Sieverts. We've been doing some training sessions, and Outlaws finally hired me on this year, and it's going great. It's been a, a lot of fun. It's been a fun experience. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, first game, they played, uh, oh, gosh, going back uh, – against the machine, and uh, won that one. Had a tough uh, home battle here uh, on May 4th against the um, – actually, that was a Yeah, you played the – yeah, yeah the launch, uh, you guys played the first yep, game, and Florida. then on May 4th, yeah, and then you played machine on May 4th. And, and then, then uh, the so we had the Ohio machine May played. 4th was our comeback. Yep, and then we played Boston in overtime this past weekend. So it's been fun. It's been a good time. Yeah, yeah. Now you guys also have a pretty long uh, win streak in the regular season as well. I believe it's twenty-two or twenty-three games now. Regular season win streak. That's yeah, I, I think it's actually twenty-four yeah. uh, games, uh, twenty-four win streak in oh, the regular yeah. season. So it's carrying That's along, impressive. it's moving along. Yeah, and now uh, you guys got on the schedule. Your next game is against the Rattlers, Rochester Rattlers, yeah. and that's on. The 17th. Uh, what are you guys thinking uh, going into that game? Are you guys feeling, you know, very confident? And I mean, are they a good matchup for you guys? I think it's going to be a good game. It's this Saturday um, back at Mile High Stadium. Um, for those of you who are not in Colorado, we've just had about three inches of snow, and by game time on Saturday, it's supposed to be 80 degrees. So nice, lovely swing oh, wow. of weather in Colorado. Um, yeah, we're gearing up for it. We're coming off of a of a good win. It was a very physical game over the weekend. So the guys I'm working with here in Denver were just kind of, you know, uh, getting them rebuilt and stretched out, getting some bruises taken care of and uh, getting ready to go again this weekend. I think that's one of the hardest things is with these athletes is uh, after the games, the maintenance of the body is really important for them. So I try and stretch them a lot. I try and do a lot of mobility and uh, get them healthy. And then we start training midweek and then get geared up for the next weekend. So, you know, 3-0 and in the season. Right now we're starting to tweak little things, different dodges, um, different defensive stance. Um, but it's it's getting on a good rhythm, so it's a lot of fun so far. Yeah. And now you yourself, you've had uh, you've, you're about your 20th season coaching lacrosse. Is that right? Yep. I uh, started back in college coaching uh youth and having a great time with that um coached high school my first job was with rob gormley kind of a colorado legend here uh he runs dlc and uh, we coached at george washington high school together and then after that went on to coach at the university of denver their first year of division one and just caught the coaching bug i've been doing it ever since and love it yeah i'm, I'm a coach as well i coach uh i've coached the last like seven years just youth for cross and then some camps and stuff but it's, it's a lot of fun i mean i love it uh, what would you say is the, yeah, oh yeah, and what would you say is the biggest uh, challenge you you find coaching, whether it be uh, with the professional athletes or uh, or you, you know answer it both different like uh, with youth players, what would you find is the biggest difficulty, and then also go to professional level? 
Uh, great question. Um, I would say with my youth, my high school players, even some of my college players, they've kind of fallen into sports, and, you know, it's a matter of trusting the coach's knowledge and designing practices and drills and even training um, for game-type specific situations. I grew up in the era when it was very traditional for a coach to throw in, begin a practice, you do a lap around the field, a static stretch, and line drills. And that would take a good 30, 40 minutes of practice. And now that as a coach, something I just don't get into at all. I mean, it doesn't simulate gameplay at all. And it's not, I think it's a very ineffective time use. So um, what I yeah. try and do with the young guy, young athletes is try and get them to see the game from a more advanced level, design drills that allow them to do that. And then they just got to kind of trust and put in the work, the wall work, the, the time in the gym, the time on the track all those components, whereas with the professional guys, we tweak little things. Um, they, they know how to do the wall ball. They know how to do their conditioning. They know how to get themselves dialed in. From, from my point of view, I try and take, I'll say like a Chris Bockwood, who had a great game this past weekend, had a game-winning goal. He comes back, and I've got to find things for him to work on this week to get him ready for Rochester. So, you know, we just finished a workout right now, and – one one of the mo- most key things was getting stretched out, doing mobility, but then working on a little bit of a uh, explosive power, um, working on a little bit of um, a little bit of dodging here and there, little tweaks here and there. So the pro guys really know what they're doing. I try and give them an outside opinion um, from the coach's perspective, but for the most part, they they know the work they need to do. They know they need to get on the wall. They know they need to be in shape. Yeah. Whereas the high school guys don't kind of believe that. I feel like they they do it because they have to, whereas the pro guys do it because they want to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, something for all the young listeners out there, you know, definitely pay attention to this because, I mean, you're hearing from a, you know, a guy that's coached youth, your high school, the college, and also he's a coach in uh, professional lacrosse in the MLL. And he's telling you guys, you know, some key things you guys should do to get better as a player and, maybe even reach the level of professional lacrosse. So, uh, Chris, what would you say is uh, the biggest, most rewarding thing you could see as a coach at any level? What is the most rewarding thing you've, you've experienced or you could see? Um, making a connection and mentoring these athletes. I think that regardless of skill level, age, if I can take a, a student athlete who's not that great of a student not quite sure what kind of athlete they are and making connection with them and help them focus on school through lacrosse. Uh, I had a, a goalie a few years ago at one of the local high schools, great kid, um, dealing with some academic issues, was a backup goalie for us on a, on a really successful team. Um, and he just wasn't quite putting it all together. You know, he wasn't into the school thing. He was a backup goalie. And our starting goal was a senior, so he was going to graduate soon. I started, you know, doing some workouts with him, getting him in shape, um, spending some time with him, you know, showing how to play the position a little better, and then kind of taught him how to study and kind of gave him those tools. And the next year as a senior, he was a nomination for All-American here in Colorado. And to have a guy like that find success through lacrosse. I mean, school's tough. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. But – uh 
for me, lacrosse was always a way to get through the end of the, get through school to the end of the day, so I can go outside and play. And if I didn't put the school component together, I wasn't allowed to play lacrosse, which I think is a good rule for for parents and coaches to have. Um, it is student athlete, where the student comes first, and those kind of um, accomplishments for me are, are something I take pride in as a coach. I love it. I love helping these guys um, play better, but become better men and better representatives of their community. Yeah. And now uh, talk to uh, us a little bit about the uh, the tryout. You guys had the open tryout, which I also uh, was one of the people trying out for uh, for that was. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how that went. Trials were great. Uh, Coach O'Hara, Coach uh, Tony Seaman, they are big believers in developing our open tryout. We got some good players out of there. It was great meeting you at that uh, open trial. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think it's one of the nice things about the MLL is it gives guys a chance to quote-unquote walk on. Um, it's a very difficult sport to, to recruit for. I mean, we have so many kids coming out of college that are – great players who have only few, you know, only so many spots. A great example is the goalie talent in the MLL is the best in the world. And we just don't have enough teams to keep funneling great college goalies out. So you have a chance to come out at open tryouts. We picked up four guys this year. Um, two of them are suiting here and there, and they're doing, they're doing well for us. And it's just great to kind of have that opportunity for people to walk on and show their, their abilities and their hard work um, that aren't normally going to get those looks that they would in other sports. Yeah, it's definitely true. And uh, it, was, it was a very good tryout. I mean, it was a uh, very intense uh, workouts and stuff in the beginning. And, uh, I mean, you, you really uh, Thank you. You know, gave us, you know, a, a hell of a workout. I mean, uh, so great job with that. I mean, it definitely, you know, tested us, tested our limits. And, uh, you know, it definitely showed you guys – who uh who were going to be the guys that were able to to hang through the whole uh, MLL season? So, well, I appreciate that. That drill, the drills you're talking about, um, I created working with Matt Bocklet over the past year and a half. Matt and uh, I coached together at Highlands Ranch High School. Uh, Matt's the head coach, but he's also a starter for our Outlaws. And literally, just sitting down watching game film, I would time his workload or how long he's on the field, how far he was sprinting and his recovery time, and I came up with drills that simulated that that we could practice um, and repeat and test, and that's what we brought to, to the open tryouts, and that kind of drill is something I got from watching lots of game film, and it was just fun. So my suggestion to any coaches out there that are listening is take one aspect of the game, like an inbound play or a face-off fast break, and try and simulate that in the training um, system. You know, that short, intense burst of speed or that 85-yard, you know, three-quarter speed run, whatever it's going to be for your athlete, try and replicate that over and over again and make them stronger. Uh, when I st- first started doing this, there's not really any training for lacrosse. Track coaches hated us because you had to run with a stick in your hand, in both hands, and it really kind of fouled up your um, running mechanics. Football coaches didn't get us because we ran more than 10 yards, so it was really hard to kind of create a lifting training regiment that kind of incorporated everything for lacrosse players. And I try and touch on some of that through my blog just to help local coaches out, stuff I wish I'd had when I first started getting into the game and uh, trying to help promote and focus our sport 
on training and conditioning and off-season workouts and in-season workouts. Yeah. And uh, so uh, where can people find your blog? Uh, is there a website? Uh, my, my, my blog is uh, Coach Spangler's, or Coach Spangler blog dot wordpress.com and uh, you can okay. find it through uh, the Denver Outlaws page as well just look under the coaching staff and you'll scroll down and you'll see my blog down there as well so just on the denveroutlaws.com webpage under coaches you'll find it there as well yeah alright cool and uh, do you have a twitter handle as well or uh, you I on do. twitter it's, yet uh, I do it's, uh, I think it's CD Spangler 9 let me double check that while we're talking yeah. And uh yeah, so you guys got quite a good coaching staff as well. You got uh BJ O'Hara as a head coach and uh then you got assistant general manager John Cohen. Let me just run through the list real quick here. And Absolutely. then uh you got yeah, Tony Seaman is the uh he is the general manager. Yep. Great all yeah, so, great guys. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun to work with and and we're having a good season so far, and and it's uh, it's easy to be an angel when no one ruffles your feathers. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, and just my let me know you your Twitter uh, handle. Spangler nine. Yep, it's uh, CD okay. Spangler nine. Okay. All right, so everybody follow that, and uh, let's see, Chris. Let me um, ask you a little bit about your playing career. So. Uh, right now I'm looking at your bio, and uh, let's see, say, uh, it says that you won a state championship as a player for uh, East Manual in uh, 1990. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that, and then uh, maybe go into more detail about your playing career as well. Sure. Um, I started playing in Colorado when I was 10. Uh, I was native to Colorado, and like everybody else said, hey, that sport looks pretty cool. What's that all about? Got into it. and. Uh, Started playing in middle school, played for John Barocas in high school, and was lucky enough my junior year to win a state championship. And then my senior year, we lost. Um, and being a young, wide-eyed high schooler, I decided to take my chances and skills and go to Syracuse University in upstate New York. I've been recruited by a couple of smaller programs, but I kind of wanted to ask myself how what I would do. And went up to Syracuse and obviously struggled, had a lot of fun up there doing it, but it was a case of a small fish in a big pond. Um, Walked on and uh, learned a lot from Coach Simmons and Coach Desco, but uh, unfortunately injured my shoulder and had surgery, which ended my career and ended up graduating with a degree in neuroscience, but always stayed with the game. Um, And it's something that I think fuels me as a coach. I see a lot of guys out of Colorado and uh, non-traditional lacrosse hotbeds that aren't quite sure what's on the other side of the Mississippi. So it's one of the things that, that I use as a resource to try and help um, the next generation of kids, from my experiences, uh, make the decisions. So unfortunately, last night, uh, a young man I coached, Peter McCartney, he coached him at Colorado Academy years ago, uh, played his last game for the Syracuse Orange. And he was a guy that Grew up across the street from me. I made him into a long stick midi when he was, I think, a sixth, seventh grader. Coached him into high school. And uh, for him to go on and play at Syracuse and do as well as he did was a great uh, representation of how Colorado's come along. And he had a great career at SU. I'd love to, for him to graduate with a championship. He did play last year in the championship. 
but uh, unfortunately, Syracuse did not come away with one in his time while he was there. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's incredible. You know, I, I've coached with, you know, several Syracuse alumni, you know, lacrosse players that played there. And, uh, and it's, it really is, you know, you know, one of, if not, you know, the best places to play uh, in terms of college lacrosse. I mean, it's definitely one that people that, you know, maybe not even, that don't even know too much about lacrosse, you know, if you ask them, you know, about college lacrosse, they might say Syracuse, you know, it's, it's one of those names of the school that people just kind of correlate with lacrosse as a whole. So, I mean, it is definitely a great, great accomplishment. So, uh, you know, props to, to him uh, for making it that far and doing so well. Absolutely. He's a great young man and a, and a great representation of Colorado and something we all should be proud of coming out here. And yeah, Syracuse is a big name in lacrosse, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, getting guys to play at that level is, is a goal of mine and, uh, trying to help the next generation. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Denver and I mean, also Colorado as a whole is, has really, uh, grown the game of lacrosse by, by a lot in the last few years. I mean, I mean, it's really like grown tremendously there. I mean, if you look at uh, Denver, uh, Denver Pioneers, you know, and uh, then you look at uh, the Outlaws, how well they've done in the MOL since they began. I mean, and then you look at the MCLA college teams in uh, Colorado, they've done very well, uh, very well in their seasons too. So, I mean, it is really growing a lot in Colorado. And uh, I imagine that's with the youth too. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny. It, it feels like it's been growing since the early '90s. Everyone's talking about, oh, you know, we're the next up and coming, and I feel like we're already there. You know, we produce players like Eric yeah. Law. You know, uh, um, oh, his name's slipping me right now. But you know, we, we have a lot of guys that come out of here and, and do really well. Uh, we had guys who were born and raised here that played on the UVA team yesterday, the Air Force team, the Syracuse team. Um, you know, we, our crowd is in both the MLL and the NLL are, you know, uh, league leading attendance. Um, you know, we got a lot of guys out here and it's, it's, we've always been kind of labeled as the up and coming. I think we're there, you know, with coach Tierney being yeah. here at DU, John Galvin up at CU, Alex Smith at CSU, you know, so many of the outlaw guys coming here and coaching. I mean, it's just, it really is a, become a, a hotbed, I would say. Uh, in the next couple of years, once we start seeing these guys coach the youth and help them grow the game, um, Colorado is going to be a, a, a good well for a lot of college programs. And that's one thing yeah. that I kind of stress to everyone out here is you ask any high school kid out here, they could probably name 15, 20 college programs, not realizing that there's over 500 college programs that have lacrosse at some level, whether it's D1, D2, D3, MCLA, JUCO, whatever it is, they have the opportunity yeah. to play lacrosse and trying to help them put together uh, a college career using lacrosse is obviously one of my top priorities as a coach and as a mentor. Yeah. That's good, yeah. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you got uh, any website uh, for your uh, your business, your training and stuff? I mean, is there a way people can get your services uh, to train them, or do, or do they have to be, uh, you know, like a professional athlete? No, no, I train all levels. I don't have a website up and running yet. I do a lot of word of mouth. I got a lot of stuff going on locally with the outlaws, with 
high school with uh, Doe Co and Langtree Lacks. Um, I do. A, I'm the youth director for Doe Co Lacrosse and Langtree Lacrosse, and um, we got a lot of camps and clinics coming up over the summer. But uh, no, no, you could probably go on the Doe Co website and track us down. Um, do a lot of stuff just by text, by email, and do a lot of small yeah. group training, coaching, private lessons, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, pretty busy, okay. jumping, jumping through a lot of hoops, and now that we're in full swing with the Outlaws, it's it's been a fun summer so far. Yeah. Looking forward to a lot more. Yeah, and now uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left, but uh, we've got the 2014 World Games coming uh, to Denver uh, very shortly. From now, it starts in uh, July. What are you uh, most looking forward to that? Uh, do you have a – I mean, of course, you're – probably rooting for Team USA, but are there any other countries you're rooting for as well? Well, it's funny. Me and a friend of mine, Carl Schmidtlein, we're the team liaisons for Team Germany coming out here. Uh, we've been contacted by U.S. Lacrosse to, to help be liaisons, and uh, I think the Colorado community's done a great job of getting ready for the World Games. we got a great group of people that are excited about bringing the games out here and, and uh, just being a team liaison for Team Germany and watching their experiences out here in Colorado is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, go Team USA. We've got a lot of guys playing on that team that uh, we coach with or play against in MLL, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. It'll be a good summer. Yeah, and it's going to be the biggest World Games they've, uh, that lacrosse has had yet uh, with the, the amount of teams. I believe the last time I checked, it's like 38 uh, countries, 38 nations. It could be off by a little bit, but I know it's something like that some big number like that. There's going to be a lot of nations out there. Then there's also the club tournaments. There's a lot of uh, masters and youth teams coming out there. I mean, there's, it's going to be the biggest group gathering of lacrosse community uh, there has been yet. So it's going to be good. Great. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah. So now tell me, uh, does that affect, is that going to affect uh, the, your roster uh, when the world games get cooking? I mean, it's, you guys lose no, actually, we, during uh, that time? The MLL, the MLL actually uh, uh, planned around it, so we shut down for about two weeks during that time and don't have any games because the uh, MLL did okay. recognize that, that we do have guys in our league that are going to go represent their countries and do the best they can during that time. So we have our, I believe our last game is July 4th, and then we don't start back up for until somewhere in the July 20th. For our season. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now. Yeah, so uh, yep. July so 4th is going to be an interesting yeah. yeah, so July 4th is going to be an interesting game because it's the rematch of uh, the game you just played, and it's at your home turf in uh, in Denver. So it's, it's versus the Cannons, and you just had that very big win against them. Uh, so that's going to be a big game. Absolutely, and it's it's one of it's the highest attended game that we have here in Colorado for lacrosse. Uh, we, because of the fireworks, the show we put on after, we have 30-plus thousand people coming out. And anybody who can come down and come watch the fireworks, it's going to be a fun time. And it's always been a great show. And facing the team that we just beat in overtime, it's going to be a, another physical battle, guarantee. So anybody can come out, please yeah. do. We'd love to have you out here. Yeah, and uh, Chris, I just want to thank you for being on the show. And, uh, you definitely can uh, count on me being out there next year if you guys have the tryout again. And uh, but yeah, definitely thank you for being on the show, and uh, I'll definitely you know talk to you soon. Absolutely, Johnny Vegas. Thank you very much for all that you do and for honoring the game, and I appreciate you having me on your show.
Oh, yeah. Thank you, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch, and uh, I'll let you know if I'm coming down there for the for the World Games. I'm trying to make it out there. Absolutely. All right. We'll go out, Lost. All right, man. Thanks. All right, everybody, that was Chris Spangler, the strength and conditioning coach of the Denver Outlaws. And I'm Johnny Vegas, reminding all of you to grow your game. And remember to grow, you got to play. Happy lacrosse, everybody, and uh, until next time.